Welcome to the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur Podcast, where we cover all things mom entrepreneur from idea to empire. I'm Angela Bell, mom, wife, serial entrepreneur, and general lover of all things pink and sparkly. I firmly believe that moms make the best entrepreneurs, and the best way to be the queen of your mom life is by creating time and financial freedom through your own business. Big or small, we are going to talk about them all. Let's get started, shall we? Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur Podcast. I'm really excited about our guest today, uh, Mary Henderson. She's a personal branding um, and online strategist who helps people develop their brands and and monetize you know, their story and their personal brands. So, Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to have you here. It's great to be here, Angela. Thank you so much. So, Mary, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do. So I help industry experts or people that have accumulated thousands of hours in their uh, their profession, Um, and I help them um, systemize, digitalize, and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into an essentially an online business. Uh, Typically, it's a coaching or a consulting business and also uh, help them um, in the commercialization phase in becoming an authority uh, in their area of specialization, which typically typically takes around 90 days to be recognized as a a go-to person. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about like, what, what does it mean to have a personal brand? What is a personal brand? So essentially in, you know, in, in uh, as least amount of words as possible, you, a personal brand is you, the business. That's in in the, the shortest version of it. The long version of it is understanding how you want the outside world to perceive you and remember you as a brand. Because if we can be consistent and congruent with our messaging, uh, with the way that we show up, with our color palette, uh, all of the attributes that make us as a brand, including our story, then what happens is that we start to become memorable. We start to become believable. We start to become trustable. People talking about you because the consistency and the congruency is always visible. It's always present. People can feel it. They can touch it. They can smell it. So the long long version of personal branding therefore means that if we are serious about pursuing our mission and our passion or our businesses um, and, and wrapping that around ourselves, the individual as a brand, there are just like a corporate brand, there are critical attributes that need to be implemented so that the consistency and the congruency is always there. We also, as humans, need to do exactly the same. Okay. So I guess my question is for someone like myself who doesn't necessarily feel consistent from day to day, just in who I am, um, you know, how do we commit to a personal brand or how do we how do we decide who or what our personal brand is i think the first step in personal branding is absolutely understanding what is it that you want to be known for and what is it that you can solve so these are really critical points because 
I think that a lot of people confuse personal branding with wanting to become an influencer or wanting to become famous. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to clarify these differences because they are really different. You know, a, a, an influencer doesn't necessarily solve a problem. An influencer may just promote products because of the way that they look or um, the fact that they've got a million um followers on their Instagram account, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they can actually solve a problem. In fact, there are a lot of people like that, that, that reach out to me because they do have hundreds and thousands, even millions of followers on social media, but they're not monetizing. Mm -hmm. So, so, so what do you do with that? Well, really there's a to that. So it's a very short-lived ideology that the influencer status. If we come over to personal branding, typically the people that I work with, they've already accumulated 10, 20, 30,000 hours in their specialization. Their problem is how do I um, order the all of this information, all of this experience, this knowledge and this wisdom that I've accumulated over the last 20, 30 years, how do I actually convert that into a solution that can solve a problem and that can serve a target audience that actually need that problem solved? So for me, that is the starting point to a personal brand. Otherwise, you step into the other side, which is, oh, I want to be famous. I want to be influencer because really a lot of people want that. But I can't help those people because I don't know how to help, you know, a, an individual that doesn't actually have that level of depth and breadth of knowledge, wisdom and skill set. So the idea, Angela, is, is to stay in your lane. Once you understand what your what problem it is that you know you can solve keywords here with ease and with grace, then it becomes really difficult to create your uh, brand essence really, really, really hard um, because it changes, chops, chops and changes. And the moment it changes, you, you become forgettable, not memorable. That's amazing. That makes so much sense as well, because I know when I first started out coaching mom entrepreneurs, I found it so hard to put into words what it was that I did. I knew what I knew, but I didn't know how to tell other people what I was an expert at until, you know, I kind of had to explain it enough times to people that I was like, they're like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I help people create businesses that they give them time and financial freedom. And they're like, okay, who do you help? I'm like, moms moms with kids. And it, after I said it enough times, it was like, okay, no, my brand's not about me. It's not me, the person per se. It's, it's me, the solution to somebody. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's and, absolutely. Spot on. And so how do, I mean, I know for me, it was a big struggle to really put that into words. So how can people start to, I guess, take their vast amount of knowledge, especially people who maybe it's not um, studied knowledge or a specialty. It's more like a, I've lived life and I've gotten very good at X knowledge. How do they bring that in to a, a solution or a statable solution? Not just I can fix it for you, but how do they make it like a saleable item? I think the starting point is to um, unpack all of the things that you know how to do for sure. Mm -hmm. And they may not be interconnected and they may not be related. For example, you may be brilliant at baking cakes, outstanding birthday cakes that just that look like $1,000 cakes. That could be what you would consider a hobby, but there's a lot of skills in that, right? Mm -hmm. So 
we have to actually look at all of the things that we can do in our natural state of being. It could be I'm brilliant at Excel spreadsheets. I'm brilliant at baking. I'm brilliant at uh, talking and asking amazing questions. I can drill down to the to the core of of um, you know a, a dialogue. Um, it's understanding, you know, all of the um, the abilities that you have, the the skills that you've accumulated over the years. But the way that I I think is the best way to do this is, I have a massive whiteboard in my office here, my home office here. It's literally the whole wall is a is a whiteboard, and when I'm working with clients, I just get the little sticky notes, you know, the little post-it mm-hmm. notes, and. So when I'm when I'm talking to a client, I usually get them to just tell me, okay, what is it that you can do for sure? Tell me everything from day one, you know, right up until now. You know, what are your hobbies? Anything that, that people come to you for, I want to know that. And so they start talking and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Three hours later, you know, where I've got this whole, what I call their internal inventory, I've captured it. And then what I do is I dissect it. And then I'm like, okay, well, this person's brilliant with numbers. They're unbelievable at negotiation. They're really good with, um, you know, understanding um, how to ask the right questions to get to the solution. So I group it all together. So I get my headlines first, negotiation, sales, um, you know, communication. And then underneath that, I break it down. So then I start to look at, okay, well, what falls under communication? Like, like, what, what makes them a great communicator? Oh, yes, they can do X, Y, Z. So then I start to break it down into nano pieces. So you have to get to the macro first. Understand it's, it's like coming face to face with this is who I am in my natural state of being. This is what I know how to do for sure. Once you can see that inventory, then you can actually and stick to that. Don't stuff things in to uh, the solution. This is what a lot of people do, Angela. They're like, okay, but it doesn't look like I can do a lot. You know, I, so I'll just go and read a book or I'll go and watch a YouTube video and then I'll add that in my, uh, in my solution. No, N-O. It's the worst thing that you can do because especially if people are paying a premium price, they want the depth and the breadth. They want to know you've got the wisdom because when you can convert all of that internal inventory into an actual solution, people pay for that solution. And if it's a premium solution, guess what? They're not paying for the solution. They're paying for your wisdom, mm-hmm. period. It's all they want. But they want to know that behind that wisdom, there is structure and there's order and there's and, and you're believable and you're trustable because you've got what it takes to, you, you have the right to sell me that solution. Um, so that's that's how I would start. Amazing. That's so effective to a way to get started. And but I'm sure that's why, you know, people come to someone such as yourself, because you have that ability to listen to them, talk about what they do and find these skill sets in what all of the rest of us might just consider hobbies. Exactly. That's exactly right. And and that's a very good point you just made there, uh, Angela, because the way that I see our accumulated knowledge, wisdom and skills 
is a currency. It's just another form of currency. There's dollar bills, there's gold, there's silver, but actually our knowledge, wisdom, and skill set is actually a true currency. And but we've never been taught to see it like that mm-hmm. or or honor it like that. So could you imagine, Angela, just think about this for a moment. This is this will blow you away. Let's say you have accumulated 20,000 hours in your corporate life and you've really focused, let's just say you're in finance, okay, mm-hmm. and you've been a, an accountant, a CFO, a finance manager, you've been up the ranks. 20 years later, you're at a C-suite uh, role. Now, let's look at that for a moment. If you took that 20,000 hours and you multiplied that, let's just say at a lazy $100 per hour, that gives you a value, okay? That's what your currency is worth at the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at our our internal inventory as a currency because there's a true value there. That makes a lot of sense. That's a really great way of looking at it. So let's, uh, so for the people who know what it is that they have to offer, how can they, I mean, right now it seems like there's a new ad for a new coach every flick of the finger as you're scrolling. How do you I, like distinguish yourself, make yourself there and visible to people in, in such a crowded marketplace? I think that it's really important to have a content strategy. I really do. I think that social media on one hand is negative. On the other hand, it's amazing. It's actually a gift. And this is when I started on social media, when I was, you know, when I started to focus on pursuing my uh, career as a coach, I I had a software business that I started, I had for seven years, I paused for a year, and then I I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And excuse me. um, One of the things that I did was I really looked at my social media presence as though I I'm a media company. So think of Netflix. So when you go to Netflix, there's a whole choice of movies and let's say TV shows. So I I always saw myself as a media company. My media company is called uh, Mary Henderson. I have a TV show and each week I produce episodes of that show and I theme it. So each week the theme might be, I don't know, um, um, personal branding, uh, whatever, just personal branding, whatever topic I decide to focus on in that week, I would focus on that as the core, uh, uh, the, the name of the series. And the series is made up of seven episodes in that week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I would create content specifically related to the theme of the series for that week. And I, and that's, that was my mindset. So it wasn't about just, and what a lot of people do, Angela, is that they create random content and this is the problem. So if you're going to create random problem, I'm law of attraction today and then tomorrow I'm weight loss. And then the day after I'm, you know, wanting to be taken seriously because I'm going to book me as their, you know, a business coach. it's very disconnected. It's very disjointed. You will never see me talk about loss ever. Okay. Because it's not my line. I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about cryptocurrency or NFTs. I love that. 
but it's not my lane. So I just want to stick to my core discipline and make people understand that this is all I know how to do and solve, and that's all I want to be known for. That's the mindset that we need. That makes sense. So, yeah, and I think I I kind of understand what you're saying in that I know whenever I've tried to post about something that's not in my lane, I get this feeling where it's like, yes, you know what? There, my audience is going to see this and they're going to be like, what? It's like, it's like, mm-hmm. if you really listen, you know, you know, if you're posting something that's out of your area, because you're like, oh, how's this going to land? If you're wondering, how is this going to land? It's probably not going to land well because, you know, it doesn't exactly. feel authentic or it's not, you can tell that yes. it's not you. Yes. Spot on, mm-hmm. spot on. And you just get that feeling in your stomach and you're like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. this is just wrong. And and you'll know it's wrong because you won't get the feedback. So mm-hmm. you won't get the engagement. And, you know, and I think that we have to, and this is what I'm saying, we have to take the content strategy really serious if we want to take our business to that next level, if we want to become the go-to person. The content strategy is fundamental. Perfect. And so... Like, so I like your, your, your kind of image of it, of the idea of the, the series and, you know, find a theme for the week and that sort of thing. Um, now, when you're doing something like that, do you have an consistencies say between all your Mondays? So like, do you have a certain type of content you post on Monday and then it's just themed with whatever that week's theme is? When I started, Angela, actually, I did video only. I just felt that um, the reason why I did video is because with video, you can feel people, you can see them. It's like you and I are talking right now. Mm-hmm. We're on video. You can see me, you can see my body language, you can see how I respond. You get a feeling of the sort of person that I am, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're on social media, Video plays a really big role. Of course, they can't be 10-minute videos. You know, I'm talking 90-second videos maximum. Mm -hmm. But you can say a lot in 60, 90 seconds. And so what I used to do is I used to script them and I had a teleprompter and I've got a, I've got a whole room set up, a studio with a DCLR camera. You don't need all of that equipment. Literally, you just need your mobile phone. You can actually download a teleprompter on your mm-hmm. mobile phone and it will record you as you're talking. So there's your 60 seconds right there. So because a lot of people don't have the confidence to just speak in the camera, you know, just on topic. So if somebody gives me a topic, I can go for it. But you see, this is the other thing I want to say, Angela. When you're actually creating content like that, okay, and you understand your domain, if you are an expert in, say, weight loss and you've been doing it for 20 years, you get it inside and you know everything about it. Mm-hmm. When I was recording my videos Uh, after, I don't know, a a while, and I'm talking like maybe a month, I'm like, I don't need to script these videos. This is ridiculous. I can speak on a subject. So what I used to do is I used to write questions. You know, Mary, what is the difference between a personal brand and an influencer? That would be a question. I would have that question. I would handwrite it, stick it on my, uh, uh, just uh, on, on on the wall behind my camera, sit on a chair, And I would pretend that somebody was interviewing me Mm. and they were asking me that question. Now, if I can't answer that question naturally, I'm not a subject matter expert. 
Right. That's my theory. So when I did started doing that, I'm like, oh my God, this is really easy. Mm-hmm. So I just started to talk at the camera as though I'm talking to you right now. And it was amazing. And so all of my videos are like that now. I just ask questions, stick it on the wall. And then I would look in the camera and I would look in the camera, Angela. So therefore people knew that I was thinking from heart not from head. And that's the other thing. We have to understand the difference between speaking from the heart and speaking from the head. They're two different energies and people can feel it. That's phenomenal. There's so much information here, Mary. It's like, clearly you're a subject matter expert on this stuff. And that is amazing. So for our listeners that want to find out more, that that want to connect with you, learn from you, find out more, where can they find you? Oh my God, please connect with me. Um, Actually connect with me on Facebook, on my actual Facebook personal page, which is Mary Henderson Coaching. Um, Connect with me on LinkedIn, which you'll find me at Mary Henderson Coaching with a pink circle around my face. Um, I'm on Instagram at Mary Henderson Coaching and absolutely feel free to email me, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com. Fantastic. So Mary, one last question before we go here. This is my favorite question. What is the best piece of advice you ever received while building your business? Oh, I love this question. And I still stand by this today. Listening. I know everyone talks about it, but I remember I was, this is when I first started in my, in my career. And one of my mentors, um, he said, the best thing, the best advice I can give you is always, always listen, be the last person to comment in a meeting, not the first person. When you listen and you're the last person to comment, you'll gather all of the information and then you can make very sound decisions. And so that's been my, um, that's been the, the, the best advice I've been given that I can share with others. That's amazing. I like that a lot. Well, thank you, Mary. It has been a pleasure speaking with you today. I appreciate you joining us today. Um, And thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur podcast. Look forward to seeing y'all again soon. Thanks, Angela. Thank you for listening to the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, Please leave a review and tell the other mompreneurs in your life. We rise faster when we work together. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. You can follow me, Angela Bell, on Instagram and Facebook at i.am.angelabell and visit my website at angelabell.ca. Until next time, remember, the woman you see when you look in the mirror is exactly what a successful entrepreneur looks like.